Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Hello and welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. Thank you for joining us. We have been playing fantasy football together for 28 years. That has combined 84 years of fantasy football experience. In the 28 years that I have played, I've won multiple fantasy championships in a variety of formats, ranging from standard scoring, PPR, IDP, Superflex, Dynasty, Keeper, Redraft, and even a Skank League. Michael, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, in the 28 years I have played, I have won multiple fantasy championships, similar to Larry, in a variety of formats ranging from standard scoring, PPR, Dynasty, Keeper, Redraft, and even a couple in a Skank League. Jim, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I'm a father of three from Round Lake, Illinois. Uh, We're in the Chicagoland area. And since this is our list show, I figured I'd just best list on my my turn-ons and my turn-offs. (laughs) <laughs> Top five turn-ons. One, Godzilla movies. Two, Patrick Mahomes. Three, the Milwaukee Bucks. Four, girls that like appetizers. And five, my two magnificent championships that I've won in our fantasy league. My turn-offs. One, I've been playing fantasy football for 28 years. And I only have two championships to show for it. (laughs) Two, Jeffrey Wilson Jr., who will forever be known on this podcast as Fuckface. Three, marriage. Four, girls that expect appetizers instead of just liking them. And five, overemphasizing on dynasty draft picks. I hate draft picks. I hate rookies. But basically, my, my, my philosophy is... Do whatever it takes to have fun. And that's why we're doing this podcast right now, because this is fun. Well, I, I don't know that I can top your list. So, uh. <laughs> Although I can say as much as Jim hate, hates rookies, and every year in our draft he trades back up into either the first or second to take And it. get burned! Every year. I'm the guy, I'm the guy who traded up for Trey Sermon last year. That's why I'm the chump. Every year, unless there's a defense that he wants, and he's been and he's been drinking. So I'll do the same thing this year. So in today's episode, we are going to go over our top ten rankings at quarterback and running back. These rankings are based on standard scoring. Uh, we'll mention when we go over these if we need to adjust or if we think that you should adjust for PPR rankings. So I'm going to go ahead and list all of our top 10s and then we can discuss it. Or do you guys want to, I'll list my top 10, then we'll go to Mike, go to Jim, and then we'll discuss Larry, it. Larry, why don't you do your top 10 last because I'm going to throw up when you announce your number three. So start with Mike's. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Mike. All right, at number one, I have Josh Allen. Number two, Justin Herbert. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number four, Kyler Murray, number five, Tom Brady, number six, Joe Burrow, number seven, Matthew Stafford, number eight, Lamar Jackson, 
number nine, Russell Wilson, number 10, Dak Prescott, and then my ones right outside top 10 are Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Okay, Jim, why don't you go over yours? Okay, number one, Josh Allen. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Three, Joe Burrows. Four, Kyler Murray. Five, Lamar Jackson. Six, Justin Herbert. I'm, I'm a little down on him than, than most. Uh, seven, Russell Wilson. Eight, Dak Prescott. Nine, Trevor Lawrence. Ten, Derek Carr. My honorable mentions are Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins. And let me just say that I think this is the year the old guys finally die. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are nowhere near my top ten this year. So now we see why he's the chump. <laughs> so I, exactly. I will go ahead and list. I will go ahead and list my top ten. So I have Justin Herbert number one, Josh Allen number two, Jim's favorite Matthew Stafford is number three. I gotta clean up my laptop. Hold on a second. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Joe Burrow as number four, Patrick Mahomes number five, Kyler Murray six. Russell Wilson, seven. Lamar Jackson at number eight. Tom, the old man Brady at number nine. And Dak Prescott as number 10. And then right outside of that top 10, I have Aaron Rodgers and then Kirk Cousins. So it looks like we have a lot of the same guys on here, just maybe in slightly different positions. Looks like the ones that we really differ on, of course, are Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and then Jim has Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr in there. So, um, Mike, why don't you make your case for having Tom Brady at number five? Hi, everyone. This is Larry. I wanted to provide a late edit. We recorded this podcast on July 24th before the news that Godwin would not be placed on the PUP list and before the Julio Jones signing. We will provide more feedback in a future episode. Thank you. Yeah, this is based on just him being the GOAT. And in our league, we get six points per passing touchdown, so I kind of based it more on that. So in this, for my rankings, the rushing quarterbacks are a little lower other than Kyler Murray. But Tom Brady, steady. I mean, he may or may not be without Godwin at the beginning of the year, but he's got Mike Evans. He's gonna. They just signed Kyler, uh, Kyle Rudolph. Leonard Fournette will be catching some passes when he's not eating donuts. Uh, uh, they have Rashad White, who's going to be catching passes. I, I, I just see another year of 35 touchdowns at least and another 4,500 yards. I heard that uh, Fournette is going to catch a lot of balls, especially if he puts sprinkles on it. <laughs> It's some whipped cream. But but do you think that the lack of the the lack of Godwin for part of the year, and then also the lack of Gronkowski uh, is is going to affect him negatively? I don't think the lack of Gronkowski is going to hurt him negatively. I, I mean, I think it will a little bit, but uh, they just signed Russell Gage too, and I think that's going to lessen that effect a bit. I don't, I don't see Russell Gage as a world beater by any means, but I think that's another guy that can catch some passes and help out. So I I think the 
But I still think Godwin's going to be ready within a couple weeks of the beginning of the season. I I have a hard time believing they're going to pop him to start the season. Yeah, and I think that even if they don't pop him to, to start the season, that he is going to start off slower than normal. He is a guy that typically goes over the middle for a lot of passes, so he makes a lot of breaks. Um, typically guys that are coming off of ACL injuries end up getting soft tissue injuries throughout the year, and Godwin's no stranger to that with uh, pulled hamstrings and everything, even when he didn't have a, a torn ACL. And I, and I do think that Gronk is going to hurt him more than probably anybody else. And then the lack of Antonio Brown there now. Um, Russell Gage just does not add the same level. He, you know, he's not at the same level as what Antonio Brown was. And then even, like you had said, Kyle Rudolph signing, I, I just look at that as a non-factor. He really hasn't done much of anything for the last two years anyway. So. Rudolph's yeah, a blocker. I'd say you're right, too. Antonio Brown's a much better cheerleader than uh, Russell Gage. <laughs> I mean, that is for sure. Even who is, when Godwin's out, who is the third receiver there? Is it Scotty Miller? Is it, it's not going to be Perriman. No, there, there's Scotty Miller, and I can't remember the other guy's name that was, I believe he was a rookie last year. Um, he played in a, a handful of games, and they really liked him, but he he just didn't produce. Maybe he'll step up in the second year. I just can't remember what his name is. Yeah, see, I mean, my case for Brady would be they have a super easy schedule this year. I, I mean, I think just their division slate alone is going to be six wins automatically for, the, for Tampa Bay. But I'm more of a guy, especially with – I mean, I know he's been proving it over and over and over again. But the law of averages, I just, I, I just, something's going to happen this year. And I just, Tampa Bay's going to win that division. They can do it with their eyes closed, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think they'll just be, I, 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 and unless they have a super killer, if Brady goes and tries running up 50 points on Carolina and Atlanta both time he plays them. Oh, Larry, the guy you're thinking of is, is Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, yeah, yes, that's scrub. it. Yeah, uh, nah. I, I, I don't like Brady. I don't like Rodgers this year. Fantasy numbers. Fantasy numbers, I don't like them. That doesn't mean I don't like Green Bay and Tampa Bay winning their divisions. So I'm going to jump into Matthew Stafford here real quick <laughs> before we get to before we get to uh, Jim's Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr picks. So. Hey, can, uh, before, can we insert his stupid AT&T commercial in here right here? Just Then I won't have to say anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen. Oh that. God, oh, God, Larry, Larry, you gotta go see it, dude. If, all right, when, oh. when we're done taping, man, you're gonna watch that, and then Stafford's gonna. He's, he'll just fall right off your list. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> he's not an actor. All right, I'll have to check he's that out. He's barely a quarterback. <laughs> so, so I've got Matthew Stafford at number three, and I just think that he is going to have a a better season this year. Second year under McVay, they did lose Robert Woods, but they went ahead and they gained um, uh, Robinson, and then also Van Jefferson as a weapon. You know they've they've got Cam Akers coming back. They have Higby. Um, you know that their, their backs get involved in the the passing game as well. I just I. The second year in that offense, I just see the arrow pointing up for him. Yeah, see, this is what's, what's going to make me the chump is, 
you're you're absolutely correct on everything you just said there, but I am just a believer in the Super Bowl, especially a Super Bowl champion, a non-dominant Super Bowl champion. There's got to be regression there. And I don't know how, I don't know why, but I, I just don't see, I just don't like the Rams this year coming off of win, the Super Bowl win. Whereas I agree with Larry more on Stafford, even to the point where looking at my rankings, I almost wish I should switch Brady and Stafford because I get this weird feeling after week four or five, uh, the Rams are going to be the ones that re-signed OBJ also and to add him to the mix. Yeah, and, and if he resigns, I mean, that just makes it that much better, even though he's definitely not going to be available until probably the second half of the season. If that. Yeah. So, so Jim, tell us about Trevor Lawrence here. I mean, it, it's a gut feeling, and I go a lot on gut feelings. He's going into his, what is this, his third year? Second year, third year? Second year. Second, second year. year. Uh, new, new offensive coordinator. I, I think he's going to be a little more comfortable. I, you know, that coach, what's his face? It was just an Urban yeah. Meyer. Urban Meyer was just a nutball, and I don't see anybody, especially a rookie, trying to learn his his craft, thriving in that environment. It, he might start out slow, but I, I this is just strictly from a fantasy numbers perspective. I think they've done enough. I really like Christian Kirk this year. I like Edneen. I like James Robinson. I just like that offense to produce, and I think their defense is bad enough to where they're going to have to. They're going to be playing from behind, and he's going to produce. So I do like Trevor's, Trevor Lawrence as well. I, I don't like him in my top 10, but I do think he's going to be vastly improved this year for a lot of the reasons that you just said, and, and primarily because, you know, last year with Urban Meyer was a complete joke. Um, you know, they have a really good quarterback-friendly coach there now, and they've got a lot of talent around him. Yeah. So, you know, th- th- he's got nowhere to go but up. Yeah, it, it was almost like like if we were to talk about the Bears, their goal this year should just be not to get Justin Fields killed as they tank this season to move ahead in the future. I think Trevor Lawrence made it through that year, the same year J- Justin Fields is going to have this year. He's made it beyond that, and I think he's ready to shine. Yeah, I, I like Trevor Lawrence this year, too, more than last year. and But I don't see him in the top ten because, I mean, look at the names in the top ten. I mean, I, lo- I like Christian Kirk, but I don't like him as wide receiver one Christian Kirk. I, I just I, I think others in that offense are going to have to step up. They may, they may not. I, I like Lawrence, but I like him better as a QB, too. I still think Marvin Jones is the, the number one receiver there. Yeah, it's a little gross, but but yeah, no, the truth. That Chenault guy is going to be the jack of all trades. All right, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is just in my belief that the AFC West is just going to be a knockdown drag out. All four and all four AFC West quarterbacks are in my top ten, and but Carr is the fourth of the three or the four. I, I just see all four guys producing monster stats as they're just trying to outrace each other. I mean, really, the Broncos are the only team in that division. 
maybe the Chargers, but really the Broncos are the only team in that division that has any kind of a defense. But I don't even think they're good enough to stop the other three offenses in that division. I, I, I'm just a big believer in the AFC West, focusing a lot of your attention and drafting on the AFC West this year. You know, the thing that a lot of people are not talking about about that division is the defenses that are in that division. And, you know, you're right. There are going to be some shootouts, but those quarterbacks are going to get the crap beat out of them by those defenses, you know, every time that they play. No, no. I mean, the Chiefs are, 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 will probably be a sack-producing team. The Chargers will definitely be a, cha- a sack-producing team. But all of them can be moved on. I mean, Denver is the only one that I see that all three levels of their defense are above average or better. And, and that's why I actually I, I really like Russell Wilson having, ha- having a career year this year because he has that defense and he's got we- new weapons. Once he gets adjusted... Denver might be a really good team this year. I agree with everything you guys are saying on Derek Carr, and I'm not going to say anything uh, against Derek Carr being in Jim's top 10 because we all know there's always one surprise in the top 10, and if it's going to be a surprise, my guess would be Derek Carr. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking at the old, uh, you know, moving out. The, the older guys are going to move out. The, the younger guys move up. He definitely has the weapons around him this year and a new coaching staff that, uh, you know, should put him in good positions. So uh, I, I can definitely see it. So now if we go ahead and we run, uh, move on to running backs, Jim, do you, you want uh, me to go first this yeah, time? Yeah, no, I, 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 I actually <laughs> like your list, so yeah, you can go ahead and go first. <laughs> All right, now that I got your permission, great. All right, so uh, number one, I have Jonathan Taylor. Number two, Dalvin Cook. Number three, Derrick Henry. Number four, Christian McCaffrey. And again, a reminder that this is a standard scoring league. If this was not a standard scoring league, I would have Christian McCaffrey up higher. Joe Mixon at number five. Saquon Barkley at number six. Austin Eckler at number seven. Same disclosure as with Christian McCaffrey. Nick Chubb at number eight, Najee Harris at number nine, Ezekiel Elliott at 10, and then right outside the top 10, I have Javante Williams and then James Conner. So, so Mike, go, why don't we go over your list? Okay, mine are very similar. Uh, number one, I have Jonathan Taylor. Number two, I have Derrick Henry. Number three, Dalvin Cook. Number four, Nick Chubb. Once again, standard scoring. Number five, this was this list was made before the donut episode, but this was uh, Leonard Fournette at number five. Number six, Christian McCaffrey. Caffrey. Number seven, Austin Eckler. Number eight, Ezekiel Elliott. Number nine, Najee Harris. And number 10, Saquon Barkley. And my alternates are Joe Mixon and Javante Williams. Okay, Jim, what do you got? Uh, number one, like everybody else, Jonathan Taylor. I don't know how you don't make him your number one. He should be number one in every draft. Uh, number two, Dalvin Cook. Number three, Austin Eckler. Number four, Nick Chubb. My big one, that this is the one we're going to talk about. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a monster year this year, and he's my number five. Christian McCafferty, six. Derrick Henry, seven. It, it. 
is is Christian McCafferty is he part of the Beaver Brown band? Or? <laughs> no, this is Brother John on the oh, on okay. the dark side. Derrick Henry seven, Saquon Barkley eight, Najee Harris nine. Oh wow, we all got Najee Harris at nine. That's that's crazy. And then J.K. Dobbins sneaks into my top ten as number ten, with my honorable mentions being Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Damian Harris. You add me until ten on, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clyde, he, it's do or die for him. All right, so you know, let's go ahead and talk about our number five picks here because that's that's really kind of where each of us differ, you know, a little bit. So, so I had Joe Mixon as my number five, and I loved what he did last year. Um, I do feel a lot of people feel that he's not going to be involved in the passing game, and that they're going to get Chris Evans involved. But I really do like. Um, Joe Mixon as you know as part of that passing game um, and not only as a pass receiver a pass blocker he to me he's he's a you know three down back in that offense and then you know the teams are not going to be able to key on him with Joe Burrow and with those re- weapons that they have at wide receiver yeah I, I can't I can't argue with any of that and I'm probably the guy that's guilty of undervaluing Joe Mixon every year you know, it, it, I, I look. You watch the first six weeks, and I look right. But then you look at the end of the year, and he's a freaking monster. And you know, you can't sneeze at a three-down back. I, I just think that that, that offense is just going to be so throw-oriented. And Chris Evans is there. I, I just that regression from Joe Mixon, especially after the monster year he had last year. Yeah, and and I don't disagree with Larry too much because he is my number eleven. But yeah, I just mine's just gut feel. I just I just see a regression with him. I just don't think he can do it two years in a row. I I think uh, Chase is going to be close to the same amount of touchdowns. I think you're going to see a slight uptick with T. Higgins. I think uh, uh, I I'm blanking on the tight end they just brought in, but I think you're talking Hayden, touchdowns there. Hayden Hurst. That's Hayden Hurst. Who was my boy touchdowns. last year? <laughs> That failed. That failed the dunce. I just think at some point the touchdowns aren't going to be there for everyone, and it. So, so, so Mike, uh, why don't we talk about uh, Cookie Monster letter Leonard Fournette? Really, yeah. I, I thought we were all going to grab donuts while Mike talks about Leonard Fournette. <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> and like I said, this ranking, I put him there before. I mean, before we heard about the stuff last week. I, and even now I'm hearing he's taking some of the weight off, although I don't agree with the way he's doing it. If I had to redo this list now, he'd be down more about 10 or 11 for me. But if he comes into shape, come into camp in shape, and he starts the season fine, my God, it, someone's going to be scoring touchdowns aplenty there. It, it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be the rookie. Uh, he, Tom Brady doesn't like the rookies. I don't think they're going to be using him a whole lot at the beginning. Fournette's set up, especially if Godwin is slow or on pup to start the season, the table's set for Fournette as long as he doesn't eat everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, I do say... Go ahead, Larry. T- t- uh, Tom Brady does trust Leonard Fournette. Um, 
However, I do like the other weapons there. And, uh, you know, I think that they may be kind of souring on Leonard Fournette because of some of his his actions like this. Uh, I had heard that they were looking to possibly get rid of him last year at, at one point, but he, you know, Ronald Jones just couldn't step up. So, Yeah, I mean, I, if we were able to do, and we can't because we're, we're making our list, but if I could do Tampa Bay RB1, without saying specifically who that's going to be, he would probably be in my top 10. I don't like Leonard Fournette at all. I don't like the way he left Jacksonville. The, probably the only thing he has going is Brady trusts him, but Brady, you know, he messes up. That's not going to last long. The patience doesn't go. Brady has no patience for stuff like well, that. The other, the other thing going for him is he was number six in our league scoring last year, so it's not hard to think he could duplicate it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue that, but I just don't see it. That's true. So, uh, Jim, talk to us about Aaron Jones here. Uh, I just think Aaron Jones is the only one left in that offense, and I, I think Rodgers is just going to – he might be the one guy that has the chance for 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving this year. But A.J. Dillon is there. So, I mean, I, that might put a little capper on it. But, I mean, the Packers are going to score touchdowns. They play in that weak-ass division. I think Aaron Jones, really this year, with Devontae Adams gone, the spotlight will be on him. Dylan will be there, to, to, and he'll get his numbers too, but I think Aaron Jones is the star this year. I I, I agree with you to a point. I, I, I can't believe that I didn't have Aaron Jones in my top ten. I actually kind of looking at it now, I might replace Najee Harris at number nine with Aaron Jones um, and then move Najee Harris outside of my top 10. But, uh, you know, I I do agree. I think that he's going to pick up a lot of passing yards um, with some of those uh, vacated targets in that offense. Yeah, and I forgot to say in my list of turnoffs, PPR is a definite turnoff too. I hate PPR. That is so stupid. Yeah, and, and I agree with uh, Larry, and I, and, and I actually like Jim's uh, arguments for Aaron Jones. And I guess if I had to do a number 13, that would be Aaron Jones. But I think you're looking at a, like a 13 for Aaron Jones and maybe a 21 for A.J. Dillon. So because of that, as much as that workload, that's going to be split around. And Aaron Rodgers trying to, throw it to five other wide receivers there. I I do think Aaron Jones could be the one that pops in the top ten, but I, I think he's just outside of it for me. I mean, the, the argument can be made that, you know, if this was PPR, Aaron Jones should be higher up on everybody's list. But I, I despite the points per reception, I just think the pure – passing yardage, rushing yardage, and the amount of touchdowns he's going to score. I don't think he gets pulled at the goal line for A.J. Dillon, even though A.J. Dillon's the bigger guy. I think it's going to be a, it'll be a 60-30 or 66-33 timeshare, and that'll be more than enough for Aaron Jones to accumulate a lot of numbers on a good team. Yeah, if this was PPR, Aaron Jones would probably be around 5 or 6 for me. But still, he's getting he, he yards or yards, man. It doesn't matter how he gets them. Yeah. So uh, you have J.K. Dobbins in your top 10. 
Uh, we we don't have them in our top ten. So talk to me about J.K. Dobbins. Again, this is this is more along the lines of if I could just put Baltimore's RB one. I just think somebody with Lamar is going to produce a lot of numbers, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of numbers. Lamar, you know, Lamar's going to get his. He always does. And with the passing attack the way it is, I just, other than Andrews, I don't see him trusting anybody else. So I think they're going to be running a lot of them in. And it's just that they're going to go back to that running offense. And the RB1 in Baltimore is going to be a top 10 back this year. I sincerely hope it's J.K. Dobbins. He has the talent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, uh, uh, what's his face? The other guy, the guy that failed me last year. Yeah. Gus Gus the bus, Gus the fucking bus. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. And I like J.K. Dobbins as well. Uh, You know, coming back from any of those knee injuries like that, you know, a torn ACL, uh, PCL, MCL, all that stuff. Um, you know, I think that, that he had two of those injuries. And again, just as far as running backs are concerned, that's why I was down on Saquon last year. He was coming back from that ACL. Same thing with Dobbins. I'm not as far down on Dobbins this year as what I was on Saquon because speed is not one of J.K. Dobbins' big selling points like it is with Saquon. So, you know, him having, uh, you know, hamstring issues and stuff like that, I just don't know that, it, that it's going to be there for J.K. But, uh, yeah, that that's why I've got him outside of my top ten. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, would I love J.K. Dobbins to be there because I do own him in our league? Yes, I would. But, it, man, that'd be almost a historical first for someone to come off of those injuries and finish in the top 10. Hey, man, but, AP did it when he was like 80 years old, man. J.K. Dobbins can do it. And they are they are, they are hungry yeah. for him. I know. I'm not, compa- I'm not comparing him per yeah, se, but yeah. his situ- he will get the volume to justify a top yeah. 10 ranking. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Peterson's a generational talent. No, I, I know. I mean, uh, Dobbins, I, I, I see him more around 20. I mean, somewhere around 20, maybe just above 20, maybe just under 20. But who knows? He may surprise. Okay, well, we have wrapped up our top 10 at the quarterback and running back positions. That will do it for today. Thank you for joining us. Please follow us on our socials and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. I can be found on Twitter at fantasy underscore Larry. And I, Michael, can be found on Twitter at domination spelled d-a-h-m-i-n-a-t-i-o-n all right we will try to improve with each episode join us every week for a new episode or two we will be releasing our top 10 wide receivers and tight ends in a few days some of our future episodes will cover topics such as sleepers and busts division team breakdowns and super bowl picks draft strategies and preparation so you can prepare for your drafts rookie rankings mock draft best ball draft, bold predictions, do not draft list, strength of schedule, and coaching changes. From all of us, thank you for joining us and enjoy the rest of your day.